Welcome to Let's Make Millions. We just had a great episode with our buddy Mike down at Oxcare in Orange County. We did. Mike has a great story. Yeah, serial entrepreneur. The thread through entrepreneurs is you got to learn how to sell early. And I think that that's uh, a successful trait of a lot of entrepreneurs. And Mike started selling ads in a bull magazine, a bull riding magazine. Down in Orange County, California, he's selling ads for a bull magazine. There's <laughs> yeah. no bulls in Orange County. <laughs> and he's selling it. Yeah. And he moved from there to other businesses that he built and sold. And now he's a client of ours, Ox Car Care. We just got done with some new creators. We're going to talk all about that. Power of television how he you know, became a success. And uh, it was a really good episode. I think it's for any young entrepreneurs out there, it's something really good to watch, yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, it, it just show, shows you that, you know, you start a business, they don't all work. And you, you know, some of them work, some don't. You fall, you get back up. Yeah. Testament to Mike. Yeah, very much so. And as part of Let's Make Millions, we also have Let's Give Millions. Uh, it's not just about making money, it's about helping other people as well. And we donate to a charity of choice for our guests and Mike and his mom and his family support Equine Empowered Therapy, which is a, uh, a charity in Costa Mesa, California, that uses the therapeutic nature of horses. I guess they have like a sixth sense that uh, feeds off of people and calms them down and gets them through trauma. And this is for post-traumatic syndrome for helping reintegrate veterans back into society that have uh, been in war been through the military and experienced some trauma i love it yeah sounds great good all right stay tuned there's some really good stuff especially if you're a young entrepreneur get up on your feet this is a shakedown and you can rock and roll with the attitude so good so fresh just the way you like it Welcome to Let's Make Millions on today's episode. We're sitting with Mike Murderesco from Ox Car Care, Bill Raymond, managing partner, Canela Media hey here guys. on the West Coast. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. What's so up, you Mike? were you were dirt biking today. I was I was riding a little bit of dirt biking today. Where do you do that? I ride all over the place. Um, Glen Helen, Paula, Paris, Cahia, you name it, I ride it. We've talked about this. I, I rode bikes when I was a kid. It's just like a very meditative space. Yeah. Get yeah, out there, um, lose yourself. It's it's good for the mind. It uh, washes all my stress away for the time being. Um, granted, it all comes back as soon as you get in the van, but yeah. while you're out there, uh, nothing else matters. You can fuck up your body, though. It definitely <laughs> doesn't feel so good. Uh, I've got every joint, ligament, issue there is no demand but uh but it's worth it but you're young you can handle it <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. probably the youngest guest we've had for sure and maybe the youngest we'll have probably yeah serial entrepreneur handsome guy very handsome hey <laughs> living dangerous as limited as possible now with the kids yeah where'd you grow up i grew up in south orange county oh, mission yeah. viejo area Orange County your whole life then? You're still there? My whole life. haven't left. I moved north a little bit, um, close to the beach, even though I don't surf like Bill. Never surfed, actually. Um, petrified of sharks. Okay. And, um, yeah, I love it. I love California, and um, just trying to enjoy myself, live with my family. All right. So you let's go, let's go back. How did you get – where did you go to high school? How did you get into business? How did you – you know, because I know you didn't – ox car care – which we know you from, 
is not where you started as an entrepreneur. No, no, it's actually um, the most recent. I um, went to high school to Lisa Nagel High School. Um, roughly maybe six months out of high school, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my family, my brother-in-law, especially Eric, all thought I was going to live with them <laughs> in the basement my whole life. And uh, I just knew one thing, that I didn't want to depend on anybody and I wanted to be successful. So I um, I just hit the streets and started Came making things happen. So what was the first gig? Um, well, let's see here. I've worked so many jobs. I've worked at a car wash. I've worked at selling, um, what is it, dent repair or paintless dent removal. I worked at one of my favorite jobs that I did pretty well at was I sold ad space in a bull riding magazine. That's right, a <laughs> bull riding magazine. And it was, a, it was a friend of my mom's. He had this, this company, and, and it was just starting to take off. It was called Bullpen Magazine. <laughs> And I didn't know anything about it. Where is that out of, like Wyoming? Or? No, it was right here out of Costa Mesa. Okay. And, or, you know, that's Orange County area. And no, no, what's so f funny is is when you drive into Orange County, right? If you, when you're on the 55, I always remember seeing that, like, old Western store. You know what I'm talking about? Like, a, Oh, the boot barn. Yeah. And I, yeah. Go, I go, why in the hell is this in no, Orange County? No, you're thinking of Grant's. Grant's. It's on the left-hand side. Like, yeah, when you're get, yeah, when you're getting anyway, in. Yeah, yeah. Funny. Yeah, grants, grants for guns. They just closed, yes, actually. Yeah, 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 grants for guns. <laughs> they just closed not too long ago. So, so, I, so who are you selling to? I was, <laughs> I was selling to, uh, what would you, uh, what the farms, whatever you call I can't remember exactly, <laughs> but just, you know, these, these farms that were raising bulls. Okay. <laughs> it, it was the most bizarre thing. I knew nothing about bull riding. I, I knew nothing about anything. I was maybe 18 years old, so I, I didn't know much. But I did know that I was pretty good at talking and that I could sell things. So I started selling for Bullpen Magazine. Ended up, I believe, increasing revenue my first month 300% in yeah. ad sales. And I sat to myself thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. You know, I could do this. And continued increasing, you know, I don't think 300%, but increasing and increasing. And then it was the, the, the bull riding finals in Vegas. So they put out this one special you know, magazine. So I was like, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm going to crush it. Like I'm going to smash every record. I'm going to sell every fucking page on this magazine. I don't care. We're going to add more pages of this magazine. And I went in for, I was like a month straight. I didn't take breaks. I didn't drink water. I didn't go to the bathroom. I called every single bull farm. You name, I mean, everybody from boot barn to, you know, <laughs> Cindy in Gulfport, Mississippi, just, you know, having a couple bulls. And I think I ended up adding about 25 pages of the magazine because I sold it out <laughs> and just obliterated every, you know, revenue record that company has ever had. And, and then I left. And I, <laughs> and I bet you had a good time in Vegas. I, I didn't. I didn't even go. I was still, you know, 18 or 19, however old I was. I was young. I, I didn't do anything fun in Vegas. But I left. And, and I knew that I could at least sell things. Yeah. So if I could sell things, I could probably, you know, make money somehow. It's pretty funny because we, you know, it's a, that's a, a thread through a lot of entrepreneurs. You sold carpet cleaning. I sold telemarketing outbound. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think if you learn to sell, you get over fear like that. It's like you get over rejection immediately. Right. 
Like sure. it, people tell you no left and right. I don't care. Hang up. Next person. Yeah, next person. There's always another. So person I think you learn early, early on. If you sell early on, you get over yourself pretty quickly. You can fall and get get right back up. Yeah. How old were were you with your first job? Well, I, my parents had a janitorial company, and my my dad is an immigrant, so he came over here playing soccer, playing pro soccer from Romania and. I don't know, the seventies at some point. So he raised us with just a gnarly hard attitude. You know, you work, I don't care. There's no pain you're not sick. There's no days off. So we were working, you know, my sisters and I as young kids for their janitorial company, like one, two in the morning, steam cleaning floors, sweeping, what have you that, you know, I don't know. I was maybe eight or nine years old and you know, it was nine o'clock at night my dad's like all right well get up you gotta you gotta go clean i'm like well what the hell man i'm trying to sleep so uh you know we just figured it out that uh there's there's no free lunch so that was that was my first job not that i got paid bastard (laughs) but that was my first i guess job so what'd you do after the bull riding magazine so the bull riding magazine I, i left that job i i figured that there was definitely a ceiling there and I didn't want to be a, you know, I didn't want to be stuck there. Not that it was bad. It just, I felt that I could take my talent somewhere else. I ended up somehow getting into the wheel business, doing wholesale wheels and tires for dealerships. Mm. And that was a pretty fun business. Uh, I love cars. I have a crazy passion for cars. And I, I hit the streets again and, and just got a bunch of dealerships. I started out with, with one used car dealer that, that turned into, I believe at my peak, I had 12 or 15 dealerships that would, that would buy all their, you know, their showroom cars and their dress up cars from us. And we did that for about five years. Yeah. And that was fun. The business tanked and, and I ended up spending all the money that I made <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, back to square one after that. Yeah. After that was back to square one. So selling tires fails. Was, yes. that, was that economic turndown or was it just mismanagement or? It was a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily blame anything or anyone for, for my screw up. So I guess I'll just take full accountability for it. I, I, was, I was under the impression that revenue was profit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a that young, happens. I was a, a young kid, didn't have a whole lot of experience. Um, so between that and just the car industry at the time, I want to say it was 08. Or 09, I believe. When the market crashed. Yeah, just no one was buying the cars, yeah. right? I mean, it was really easy to go in and in 06, 07, it was really easy to go in and say, okay, there's this base model car for $30,000, but yeah. there's $5,000 worth of wheels and tires and some accessories, et cetera, 10 grand and finance the whole boat. And that's how I, I made my money because I would sell them the wheels and tires and whatnot, and then they would just finance it and the, the customer didn't have to come out of pocket. And when that dried up, the business dried up. Yeah. I, I ended up getting screwed over by some of our, our customers and yeah, that, that, uh, that and left me kind of yeah. nowhere. So you get into call center business, like I, inbound call center, running it, being part of it I, and I, you're back to answering calls. With- yeah, no, I, I met a, I met a guy and that sounds weird. I, I met, met a guy, guy. <laughs> I met a guy and he was, he was big in the, in the call center business, actually in the warranty space, ironically enough. And I went and saw his operation. And in, the, was, in the automotive warranty space. Correct. Okay. And I was, I was mind blown. I, I walked through there and, and I'm, you know, I'm just in love. Like, wow, this is a real call center. You know, you got the TV screens going. You got, you know. Energy. 
energy. You, you got the rep standing up. And, you know, this was years ago, 08, whatever year it is, a long yeah. time ago. So it was more like the Wild West back then. Right. And, you know, it's just, it was so fun. And, and I was, I just thought to myself, I'm in. You know, yeah. I, I'm in. So I, I spent weeks with this guy. I'd go to the office all the time and just pick his brain and, you know, learn and, and walk around the facility. And then I, I thought to myself, well, I could do this. This is a piece of cake. You know, I could do it. And as usual, I was wrong. It wasn't a piece of cake, but I could do it. So I started my own deal. It was small. It was, it was well, I was looking for an office. So I was interviewing at Starbucks. And, <laughs> and shout out Starbucks. And at first, we, you know, I hired two people, and we just started generating leads. And at the time, it was debt settlement and auto warranty. That, and how were the leads coming in? How Were you running creative just cold calls? You're just outbound cold calling. Outbound cold calling. And just calling people up, trying to generate leads, and then selling those leads off. Correct. And it yep. was, that was it. Where, where did you buy those leads from? You like, would just buy lists. Okay. So you'd buy a list. You'd, you know, there's, there's thousands of list aggregators that, that you could buy lists from. And so it's, so it's you and another guy, you and your butt. Two, two guys. Two guys. Two guys. And, Big operation. And, yeah, and you're just literally outbounding Correct. lists. And just, you got to, did you write the script? Yeah, you, I wrote you the could script. could sell. Because I, I, knew, I knew a catchy intro. Yep. And then it was real simple. All you got to do is catch them on the intro, ask them some qualifying questions, and be done. You send them off. You, send, yep. you sell the lead, and you're done. So to me, piece of cake. I mean, how, how could we not do that? So we started doing it, and we got pretty good at it. I think our first order was something along the lines of 25 leads a day. It was nothing, you know, mm. not, not a lot, you know, 20 bucks a lead, $500 a day worth of revenue. And we started kind of figuring it out slowly, but surely got some more clients. Mm -hmm. The debt settlement business was picking up. The auto warranty business was, you know, real shaky, but the debt settlement business was, was big. I'm sure at that time it was because people just came out the crash. What is this? 2009, 10, somewhere in there. Like so this was, yeah, 2009. I believe it was 2009. Yeah. I, I don't remember, but right around there. And we, we started selling the leads and, and getting bigger, 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 more customers. And, and then I thought to myself, I had this epiphany. Well, I'm making money selling Rob the lead. Mm -hmm. Rob is able to buy it at my markup and sell the product and make money. But he needs me to sell his product. So why don't I just do the whole thing? Mm -hmm. makes more sense to just do the whole thing. And I started learning the debt settlement business, just getting involved in the debt settlement business and understanding it, learning it, talking to, to people. And then I, I started selling it. I started selling it myself while still running the lead operation. And as I started slowly figuring it out, I was like, this is a piece of cake. You know, we just script, process, simple. Yeah. And, and so you're processing the debt settlements too? Correct. So okay. what we, we would do is we would sell it and then we would have a fulfillment company fulfill all the, you know, the, the servicing of gotcha. it. Gotcha. And, okay. and we would just be a sales organization. So you're selling it off to them. Correct. Okay. So we did that for a period of time. It was a business that I wasn't extremely keen on. And along comes the alarm opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, this is a no brainer again, because I have a system in place. I have a process. Now it's just cycling out the product and at this time you have a more viable company so to speak you've got employees yeah we have a you've got a decent size floor staff. of people that are you're training on how to outbound sell correct and inbound sell i guess and again it, it was it was a very simple thing because it's you know in my opinion every business is a process the, the product is irrelevant it's mm -hmm. just the process so whether it be debt settlement 
auto warranty or home alarms, it's, it's all a similar thing. And we started the, the home alarm business and that really took off. That was, that was a fun business. It was an interesting business, a lot of moving parts, but that business really grew. And that was my first real large company. Yeah. And where did you meet the person that got you into the home alarm side of the business? What did you, was this someone you knew or is it? So the call center world in Orange County is, I mean, as small as a marble. There's everybody knows everybody, and every product channels through the the same lead providers, et cetera. So, you know, everybody has a great idea. Well, let's do alarms, let's do warranties, let's do debt, et cetera. Everybody knows the back end. Everybody knows all the list providers. So it's it's pretty easy to kind of maneuver and, and dance around and, and shift industries within the, the call center world because everybody knows everything and everybody. So that's how I got in the alarms. I just went to a contact of mine and, you know, said, I know a lot of people are blowing up on this. And when you're selling those alarm leads off, it's for, is it for brand name alarm companies agnostic to them? Or was it specific to, or was it your own alarms? Well, well we weren't selling the leads in the alarm because at this point we had already developed a system where we could sell our own product and manage it. Gotcha. So at this point, we were we had a monitoring company, which is Monotronics, but we were actually selling and fulfilling the alarm. Installing? Yes. Well, at first we hired a third-party installation company, mm-hmm. and then we eventually had, I want to say, 45 technicians across the country installing. No kidding. So you started out, and did you? And it was your product, or did you source the product from a third party as well? With the, the, the product at the time was... Were we selling two gig or I can't remember the exact, but it was, I think it was a two gig panel, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, you have all the sensors and whatnot. That was the product. The monitoring station was, was who monitors you. And we were just the front company that goes and installs it and then handles the customer service. Yeah. And the, and the inbound monitoring company probably handles four or five different alarm companies. Correct. It's really just on demand 24 seven. So I know I can go somewhere. Correct. It's reliable. Okay. That's amazing. And then so so now you have this fully viable, at that point, then technicians, inbound, outbound, source product. You have a, do you have a brand name for your, the alarm company? Yeah, we were Secure One Systems. Secure One Systems. And you were selling in just Orange County? No, we were, we were nationwide. I, I think we, we were out of like 10 states. That's 10 it. States. We were in 40. We were, in, we were operating in 40 mm. states, and we didn't have licenses or techs in about 10. Okay. You know, and were were you not in those ten states for a reason? Because it, there's not good state to sell in because of I believe it was regulation. licensing regulations, and then there was just a, a real pain in the butt to get the technicians. Because yep. you got to think when you're when you're marketing this, you have to market by zip code. Because if I have you know I'm in nine two six four eight zip code, so if that's where I'm a technician, I'm not going to drive all the way to Bakersfield right to go install an alarm. So we had to 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 really really hone in on the marketing. So our technicians could service it. And if it's really difficult to get, you know, two technicians in Montana, then we're just not going to go there because there's enough other, Makes sense. you know, homeowners around the, the United States that we can market to. So that business grows. Yes. You're not in that business anymore. What happened? It grows. We do really well. A little bit shaky. Kind of on the outs. I kept a lot of the contracts and what I ended up doing was just selling off my entire book of business for a lump sum and exiting it. Yeah. And how old are you at that time? 30. 
30 years old. So at 30 years old, you now have started three companies? Three, yeah. yeah. It just shows you, right? So, you know, start a company, learn, learn a lot, make some money, maybe fail a little bit, but get back up, start another company, learn more, get out of that one, start another one. So up and down. Yeah, it's, it, it's a roller coaster. Oh, it's, we know. <laughs> it's, it's a journey. You know, the, the destination is, is a journey, and it's one hell of a journey. It's, yeah. It's wild. So you, you, out of the arm company, then you get into automotive, right? Yes. Okay. So walk down that path. Kind of a, a direct transition. It was, it was probably the easiest transition because it was such a similar process. I mean, very, very similar. I didn't know a lot about the, the warranty business other than I sold leads for it years prior. I knew that the reputation it had was, was not so great and that it was a really difficult sell. Yeah, and it, it, it still has a difficult reputation today, right? Because there's a lot of direct mail. There's a lot of outbound. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of customer touch trying to get, you know. Well, the problem with, with the automotive space is Everybody qualifies, right? You just have to have a car. Mm -hmm. So there's 300-something million Americans. You could call all of them, and you could say your warranty's expired. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what happened. People just get blown up. I mean, I get four, five, six calls a day about my warranty that isn't expired, that's expired. So it got a really negative, a, a real negative just business because of all the, the bad actors in it, just dialing and, yeah. and then sending you know, a, a mail piece to you that, that says Toyota or Ford or whatever it is when they're not Toyota or Ford. And, you know, it, it just became muddy. Hopefully that, that cleans up soon enough. But it was, it, getting into it was overcoming that obstacle, which wasn't too difficult. You know, I mean, if somebody's on the phone with you, they're obviously interested enough. But the sell is very difficult. Mm -hmm. the, the, the product itself is difficult. To but sell. you took a different approach. You took a different approach than the standard aftermarket auto warranty company in the sense that you're, you're much more vertical. Yes. I mean, that, that was years down the road. Okay. So at first, I didn't know the business. How we started it was we just sold someone's product. We just mm -hmm. sold their warranty, and we were just sales reps getting a commission. And were you doing that via um, mail, digital, we were radio? Do, we, we started with, with telemarketing. Then we migrated into direct mail and digital. And we were selling the product, understanding the product. Actually, I sold the first 500 contracts because I wanted to know how to really sell it. Everyone was saying how difficult it was to sell an auto warranty. And you know, I was like, okay, well, let me let, try. Let's see how difficult it really is. I've sold ads in a bull magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I could sell a farmer a, a two-page spread in a bull magazine, I could sell someone a damn auto yeah. warranty. I mean, give me who, a break. <laughs> who was doing your marketing material? Who was doing their ad copy and all of that? Were you creating all of that? Well, I created the scripts yep. for, the, for the outbound telemarketing. As far as the mail, we, we just had a mail house that was pretty you know, robust in the industry and, yep. and understood the product. So they did that. And then digital, we partnered up with, with a big digital partner that, that was a huge insurance lead provider. Mm -hmm. So that's how we, we handled all of our marketing. And we, we start selling this product. It's, it's a good product. You know, things are going well. We're doing well. We're understanding the business. And as we're, we're selling and growing and, and taking on all these customer service calls and, and starting to really understand the wants and needs of the, the consumers, I thought to myself again with my genius ideas, 
why don't we do this all by ourselves, right? Why, why are we selling somebody else's product when we could be the product? Yeah. You know, I mean, how hard can that be, right? It's not like it's going to take me three and a half years and get licensed in all 50 states, which is exactly what it took. Yeah. So we, we beat the streets to become our own admin to have our own product. So we can offer our product and, and take you front to back as a consumer. You never have to be passed on to any third-party company. You service the, the, the warranty. Now we do, yeah. yes. Yeah. So we, we built out that brand, which was, was extremely onerous, but it was, it was a very rewarding. And it's a total differentiator in your industry. There's only one other company that does it. Yeah, and we were not going to name them. Yeah, <laughs> but but so so you so when I call you, I get a warranty with you. I'm calling you back when I have an issue with my car, Correct. and you're servicing that entire warranty. When you have a claim, when you have a payment yeah. concern, when you have just a simple question, you only talk to us and us only. How'd you come up with the name Ox Car Care? And was <laughs> is it was it Ox Car Care at that point or yes, all, it's always? it's been since we launched it in 2015. Okay, and. I hope she doesn't hear this. My sister actually came up with it, and I'm never going to hear the end of it. She came <laughs> Wait, up with which the, one? She, Adriana. Okay. She came up with the logo too, and gosh, yeah. Can we cut that part? Out? Yeah, man. No, no. <laughs> she gets all the credit. So Ox Car Care. Now, now you're a, a full blown vertical, basically automotive war- warranty uh, company. You're not on TV yet, really. You, you at that point you Correct. started in direct mail. Outbound lists. We were really heavy digital. in uh, digital at the yeah. time. Yeah, and, and digital is a very commoditized space for pretty much any lead generation business. Correct. Like you're eating each other's lunch, buying all search day, every words day. all day, every day. So yes. you're really relying on how good are your uh, how good are your guys selling? And it's and it's not even a that for, for that matter because you know I buy a lead from you, thirty day exclusive. Let's call it right, and it's twenty five dollars. Well, then they sell it to Bill and nine other people 30 days thereafter for a fraction of the price. Well, he could offer a way better price than me, yeah. you know, because I had to pay for that, that premium lead. And it was just a disaster. I mean, customers calling back, well, I got a better price here. So we lower the price. Well, I got a better price there. And we, you know, it just turned into a whirlwind of, of hell. Yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we saw you on TV. So we saw that you launched that you had a new spot and i told my guys i might call you and ben called you ben yes ben and ben got a hold of you and we came down and met in person and i remember it was you ben and me ben al and ellie ellie yeah ellie and that was about a year and a half ago i feel like maybe yeah i feel like it was more yeah yeah it was longer than that because we're golfing it PDMI. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um, and so, by the way, I, I I kick Bill's ass golfing. No, it's not. Come hard. on it's not now, hard to do. <laughs> come on. But he does have two holes in one. Two, two. hole in one. Two. Yeah. And I do suck, but I have two hole in ones. Yeah, I have none. Exactly. Let's... Um, so you um were with another agency before. Correct. And then um we convinced you to come on board with us. And um, what are your thoughts on the the lead gens that come from TV? I think that TV lead gen is exceptionally unique. I think you have to completely rebrand yourself as an organization once you once you jump on TV or radio, especially in this industry. 
which has been known for a, a very aggressive, you know, one call close industry with, and I, I can't stand it. We never used it with the, oh, well, you can't call us back type thing. Right? Mm -hmm. like, you can't call us back. <laughs> well, you could call us back if you're a customer. It's just stupid. So with advertising on TV, well, they know they could call you back because they're going to see you in five minutes or they're going to see your competitor in five minutes. So they know they could call you back. It's just about making them understand that they're making a good choice today and not waiting because... So you're talking about a sales tactic, Correct. so to speak, a marketing tactic to say, look, put the pressure on, let's make this decision, don't leave the showroom floor kind of a thing. Like, let's, let's get this deal done today. Now you're saying with television, it's ubiquitous, your ads are all over the place. Yeah, so We're they spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a week promoting ox care. And so I see that 800 number every day. I know I can call you anytime I want. Sure, I don't and, have to and get the decision. same price right. in theory, yep. right? Yeah, so, which makes for a healthier sales process probably. I think it makes for a more transparent sales process, yeah. and I think it gives us a much better look and feel to the, the consumer, you know, and, and we don't push them. We, my thing is this. You're usually not going to call health insurance when you're on the operating table about to go under, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to want to protect yourself prior to that, and that's the same thing with your car. I mean, sure, it may not break down. I don't know. I, if I had a crystal ball or was a psychic, I would have hit that $2 billion jackpot. <laughs> so protect yourself now because that money's not going to go to waste. It's going to happen. Yeah, You know, you're going to see the doctor as a human being. You're, you're going to get sick. It's just going to happen. So your vehicle is going to have issues. Yep. Whether you protect it now could be the difference between my company paying $5,000 on your behalf or you paying it on your behalf. Yeah. So you had to iterate that inbound script for TV. It's a little bit different than totally the, all the other stuff. Okay. Totally changed. And the television lead, because you get a little bit more time to explain it, is it more qualified or not? Same. I think... It's much more interested. The qualification is all over the place because mm -hmm. anybody can call in. You gotcha. know, you could call in if you have a, anybody with a car. A '66 Caddy. Yeah, we don't cover '66 Caddy, so it may be a little bit less qualified in the sense of can we cover it? Mm -hmm. But it's much more qualified as as an interested lead. Yeah, they're educated. They understand what they're calling for. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you uh, so have done extremely well with this. You've sold probably over, I think it's over a million policies at this point. We're right in that zone. We're, yeah. we're right in that zone. It's incredible. I, I don't know exactly the number, but I'd like, now that you guys we should look I'd it like up. To, yeah, I'd like to look it's it up. It's up there. It's, yeah. it's a lot of people. It's, it's, You've serviced it's, a, lot of, a lot of claims as well. Lots of claims. Millions of dollars worth of claims. Tens of millions of dollars. Tens of millions of dollars. Okay. More. That's incredible. Yeah, probably. Nice work. In the $100 million range. Yeah. Awesome. And we just got done with you. We just got done. Uh, over at Brandstar down in Florida, redoing the creatives, coming out with some new spots, freshen them up, and we just watched one. Looks incredible. Love it. You didn't want to be in it, <laughs> from what I understand. Somebody said, the owner should be in it, and you're like, eh, I don't know if I want to get on TV. I'd, I don't necessarily think that I do or don't want to get on TV. I just don't, I don't know if I'm who our consumer wants to see. Okay. And I'm not important. They're important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your mom was in it. Yeah. And She's your mom, important. Your, your mom did a great job. She, like, she was very natural at it. And we're going to be testing that new Don't tell her. Creative tell her she did terrible. <laughs> she, she did great. She thinks that she's the new Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> so the spots look good. Brand started a great job. The scripts were fantastic. You have some testimonials from people that are Oxcare clients. Like Susan. Sue, this Susan. is just unbelievable. Amazing. And that is so key to good direct response creative, right? Because 
emotion, being genuine, it comes across on film. Like you know sure. if something's scripted, you know if a testimonial is bullshit. And you have some really good testimonials, Sue in particular, which we were just watching. We she, were all just sitting there great. going, yeah. we were like, oh my gosh, she's in a lot of this commercial. And at the end of the day, we netted out. And, and after watching the, the, not even the rough cut, basically the finished spot, we're like, leave it like it is, even though she's in there a lot, because she's so real. She's relatable. She's honest. And that's what you need to see in yourself when you watch direct response. You want to see somebody that you can relate to. And go, oh, that's me. I, I trust this person I'm going to call because sure. they've had a real experience. And so that's a testament to your product for sure. Well, it makes, it makes us happy as a brand that a customer of ours and multiple for that matter are so willing to, to go and, and put their name and in, in face on TV and rep us. I mean, that means a lot to me because – my people are doing their job. Yeah, and they're know? not getting anything out of it, right? These are people that are just, I'm going to be on TV just telling good. you uh, about the, you know, bestow the benefits of this of this company. That's good stuff. And, yeah, it's a good feeling. And with, with the, um, you know, increased leads that have been pushed away, you now have expanded offices. We have. We've... <laughs> We've expanded a lot and fast. It's it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been a challenge, but a fun challenge. Yeah, yeah. We, we're now in in four states. We're in California, St. Louis, Florida, and Jersey is our our most recent addition. Well, wow. that's, that's congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah. You've done an incredible job, serial entrepreneur. I can't wait to see what we have going on in the next year or two. I know we've talked about some bigger picture stuff with you, and it's great to see your success and the growth of this company. Um, you now, proud to have you as a client. Yeah, we want to be number one. That's that's our goal. That's always yeah. been my goal in anything that I do, whether it be you guys' number one client or the the number one auto warranty brand in the country. That's that's what we're aiming for. Well, it, it's it's been a lot of fun watching you grow with us, and we are excited to see where we can take this with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. It's good having you. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, let's go get some dinner. All right, let's see.